Welcome to Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dom went from a life of organized crime to federal prison. There, God saved him and set him free. Soon after his release, he attended seminary and received his master's degree and is now the senior pastor of Desert Sky Baptist Church, where he serves with a passion for biblical theology right here in Casa Grande. Now let's join our host, Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dominic Grimaldi here with Street Talk Theology, where we take theology and we bring it to the streets. Uh, Give me a shout out, Pastor Grimaldi at Gmail. I don't even want to. Well, anyway, let me just tell you anyway, uh, Desert Sky Baptist Church, if you guys, if somebody does not have a church, we're not cheap stealers, but if somebody does not have a church, hopefully and prayerfully looking for sound theology, Desert Sky Baptist Church here in Casa Grande, Arizona. Um, But that's all I want to say about myself. Usually I I talk a little bit more about myself, but I got a special guest today who wrote a book and uh, we were honored, I I think, um, and again, we are part of the Christian podcast community. But uh, it's an honor to have Mr. Eric Johnson on here. And the name of the book is Introducing Christianity to Mormons, A Practical and Comparative Guide to What the Bible Teaches. I'm in the process of reading this book. I'm going to have Eric uh, just introduce himself for a second. But I'm going to tell you something. This book is a challenge because it is going to give you grassroots stuff, but it's also going to be it's an easy read, but it's technical at times. But I think it's something that's that's very practical that's needed uh, because there's some things in here that I even learned. And well, I, I learned a lot anyway. But but Eric, introduce yourself to the audience here at Street Talk and just basically give us an overview of the book. And then I, I have a few questions, if that's OK. But with no further ado, Mr. Eric Johnson, introducing Christianity to Mormons. Eric? Well, thanks, first of all, for having me on, Pastor. I sure appreciate your time. Um, yeah, my um, I work at a ministry called Mormonism Research Ministry. I first became affiliated with Mormonism Research Ministry in 1989. Uh, I had uh, uh, become very interested in countercult apologetics back in the 1980s. And so our website is mrm.org, founded again by Bill McKeever, uh, 1979. And our ministry is twofold. One, we want to inform the Christian church about what Mormonism really teaches and how we can have an effect with our evangelism. And second, we go out and do a lot of evangelism. We live in Utah. I live in Sandy, Utah. And so we like to uh, uh, go out and do different activities. And we also go to uh, temple open houses. That's a favorite thing we do. But we have a podcast ourselves. You can go to our website, mrm.org slash podcast, and you can uh, five days a week. Uh, and we're on we're on six. We're going to be on the sixth station now. We're, we're adding Hawaii uh, next month. So we have six radio stations that air this plus the pod. It's, it's just a regular podcast. It's just Bill and I, 15 minutes, real short. And we do a lot of writing on our website. Uh, we encourage people to go for articles for for uh, videos and other things like that, uh, so so that's a, a good place to go. And and this book that I've written is called Introducing Christianity to Mormons. And the purpose of that book is to uh, help Christians be able to share Christianity to those who are either questioning their Mormon faith or who have left, because uh, unfortunately many people are leaving the LDS Church right now, but they're not headed over to evangelical Christianity. They're going to atheism, agnosticism, or nothing at all. So this book is meant to hopefully equip somebody with little or great 
knowledge of Christianity. It will be a refresher course for those who know a lot. Those who know very little, this could be very helpful so you can successfully share your faith. Okay, Eric. So I, I we have a set of questions, but the thing that hit me, Italians are a big like with you know our, our children and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. and so I'm reading the book, and the the thing that hit me was from what I understand, your daughter is the catalyst to this book. So being Italian, loving family, and that's my personal question. You got to let the audience know how that happened because that just. That kind of strung on my heart a little bit. So please. Yeah. Well, I was uh, going through COVID in July of 2020. And uh, and right after I was getting over that, uh, my daughter came into my office and asked uh, if I could give her a book that would help her LDS friend understand what basic Christianity was because her friend had left the church and just was curious as to what my daughter believed. And and so she she's the one that asked my daughter, do you have anything I could read so I could better understand? Well, I have a lot of books in my library having to do with Christianity, of course. I mean, I have Lee Strobel's The Case for Christ. It's a good book. I have uh, J. Warner Wallace's um, Cold Case Christianity. Uh, there are many good books, but as I looked at them to hand her one, and I like to hand out Strobel's book, by the way, but I just I just said to myself, you know, this is not necessarily going to work in some ways because we have a different language. And so while what he had was good, basic information, uh, a Latter-day Saint could agree with most of what he had to say about who Jesus was or even the Bible. I, I, you know, and so, so they could walk away not really quite getting what it was that Christianity taught. And I said to my daughter at the time, I said, you know, I guess this is a book that somebody ought to write. Well, I was mowing the grass later that day, <laughs> and I thought, well, maybe this is a book that I ought to write. So she's pretty tickled that uh, her question to me, uh, uh, the, the, the girl's name is Ashley. Uh, my daughter is now in Texas going to nursing school, but she, when she comes back, she wants to give a copy of the book to this girl who had been asking before, who worked at the place where my daughter works. So yeah, it was kind of fun that she got to be a part of that. Okay. So ready for a few questions. That was just yes. an, an introduction. And I was uh, telling Eric that the first three people, and if it's okay with Eric, the first three people that emailed me at Pastor Grimaldi at Gmail, this church will get them a book. That's how important I think this book is going to be and let people know. And I know, Eric, at the end of our two or three segments, you'll be able to let people know how they can order the book and stuff like that. Okay. A couple of questions. Um, According to the introduction, you've been involved with sharing your faith with members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints for four decades. And that's amazing. Can you tell us a little bit how you as a person who was never a member of this religion became interested in studying this religion? Now, before you answer that, that's the first thing I told my wife. I told my wife, I said, the interesting part of this book, usually it's somebody coming out of Mormonism, right? I mean, that's, that, and and then when I read that first question, I says, that's profound in itself. We can probably spend an hour just on that one question. Just answer that because usually yeah. it's somebody coming out of the religion. And I know you got Bill McKeever and that's it. We'll get to Bill, but you go from there. Go ahead. Well, it really uh, started in 1978. There was a guy named Jim Jones who took people down to Guyana and that was the famous don't drink the Kool-Aid situation. He, he gave them poison Kool-Aid cyanide in it and they died a thousand people. And when I saw that happen as a high school junior, I said to myself, you've got to be kidding me. People did that because somebody told them to do it. How do I know, having grown up in a Christian home, that 
maybe I'm going to do that someday. So I really became interested in reading other people's scriptures. When people came to the door, Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons, we even had the Way International and the Moonies even came to our door. Uh, and then when I went to college, San Diego State, the Hare Krishnas were out there. I just got into conversations because I decided I really wanted to own this faith and not just borrow my parents' faith. And that really got me involved in studying these other religions. And I got involved with a Christian ministry called Making Disciples Ministry in San Diego, where I live. Uh, we went out all the time doing evangelism with people of those other groups. And then in 1987, I came to Utah uh, for the first time to do evangelism for an entire summer. And that's where I met my future wife, Terry. Uh, we got married a year later. And then in 1989, I end up uh, meeting Bill McKeever, who had not been a Latter-day Saint either. We are kind of unique because our entire ministry, we have five people associated with us. Uh, and Bill and I are the full-time workers. And not one of us comes from a um, LDS background. I'm just going to say it's like going to Papua New Guinea or some other country and you are not part of that, but you love people. And I found when I came to Utah in 1987 that the Mormon people are a very genuine, nice, generally nice people. It's just that I think that there's been deception, that I don't believe Joseph Smith is a true prophet or this church is the restored church of Jesus Christ. I believe the Bible. And uh, in fact, I went and got my seminary degree. I have a master's of divinity because I wanted, I, I wanted to be in this ministry. So I taught for a number of years in Southern California and did this as a volunteer until I moved to Utah, the heart of where Mormons live in 2010. So Bill and I live here together. We live down the block and that's how we're able to do so many different things. You know, I go off script a lot and, you know, we got questions, but there is something, you know, that in your demeanor, now I'm not trying, this is, a, we don't want to puff each other up, but this is important. And I think it is, you have to have a certain demeanor to witness and to speak because, you know, like I said, Italians, we can get, you know, we talk with our hands and things like that. But I think you have this demeanor and, I, and I'm not, I'm, I'm saying this because I see it as, as, as I'm speaking where God has gifted you, where you can interact, not in a standoffish way. And I think that's important when you're dealing with someone's, when someone's deceived, you, you might be dealing with a lot of people that that's just the way they grew up. I mean, that's all they know. And, and, you know, whether it's, it's, it's daughters or sons, but the demeanor you have, Mr. Johnson, Eric is, is something that I think is commendable. And I, I want you to speak about that, why you think that's important in dealing with people um, that really believe that they're right. Does that make sense? Is that a fair Oh, yeah. Point? Oh, definitely does. And, and I tried in the introduction to show that I'm not perfect at doing evangelism, and I make many mistakes over the years. It's as you get older and you grow and you, you get experience that you actually learn how to do this better. There are times if you want to just take somebody by the throat and just go, what are you thinking? <laughs> or, you know, that, that's a temptation. But you have to understand, you're right. These are people... Mormons, Latter-day Saints, uh, members of the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints are real people who may have been deceived. And so I think we need it behooves us to keep a calm demeanor, to show our love. The Bible says that we're supposed to speak the truth in love. And that is my motto in Ephesians chapter 4. First Peter 3 says that we're supposed to set apart Christ as Lord. Then it goes on and says, 
always have an answer for everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope you have. But notice what it says next. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. Those are my life verses. And so every time I, uh, you know, and I think it's important not to always do the talking when you're talking to Latter-day Saints, do listening, hear what they have to say, ask them questions. What do you mean when you say you're saved by grace? What do you mean that Jesus is your savior? Find out where they're at, listen to what they say, I think it goes a long way, especially when you're out on the streets, if you're trying to get into conversation. So it's it's not not me at all. It's uh, hopefully it's uh, people who see Christ in me and the Holy Spirit who, uh, you know, the, the fruit of the spirit is a part of who I am so that I am genuinely concerned for Latter-day Saints and their not just their eternal welfare, but their welfare here on Earth. I think the Christian life is the greatest thing anybody can live. And I want to share that truth with people. Yeah, that's it. You know, and I and again, the d- delivery I think is really, really important because I this was on my mind. One thing I want to say about this book, and then I I, I want to ask you about the Mormon stuff and the L- uh, You know, they don't like to be called Mormons, but that's that's. Mm-hmm. A, but I'm going to tell you something. This glossary in this book that you wrote is paramount for not even new believers for anybody. I. I love the book just for the glossary, and I'm, I'm I'm being honest. Just tell me why you think that you put this because you don't see this in books anymore. I, I haven't seen a glossary since I was back in seminary. You know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> yeah. And no, and when I seen yeah. that, when you mentioned the glossary, and I looked at it, I says, "This ain't like three or four words. This is a a conundrum of of wonderful. I think it's almost." almost eight, nine pages of, of terms that I think is is important. Yeah. Oh, well, Pastor Dominic, when you have a publisher who's limiting you on words and space <laughs> and all the rest, and then saying, I wanted an appendix, uh, they say, all right, oh, well, you know what? You can't add to what we're going to give you because, I mean, th- these books, they only sell it so much and it can't be a thick book of 600 pages. But I, I thought that was important because instead of me having to explain what a particular term meant, uh, in the book, I would italicize it the first time that word was used so people could know, go to the back and find out. But the reason I put this together and put it, made it a priority in this book is our language is the same. We use the same terms as Latter-day Saints. Now, there are some terms that are unique to Mormonism or maybe to Christianity that there's no parallel. But, but uh, when we come up to the word atonement or grace or Jesus— well, there are different different definitions, and I think this is a problem with many people who want to share their faith with Latter-day Saints. They end up talking past their LDS friends because they'll say, well, you know, we as Christians, we believe in the atonement by the blood of Jesus, and we're saved by grace. And the Latter-day Saint says, amen, I, I think that's great. And then you say, well, I believe in Jesus as my Savior, and he's God in the flesh. And they go, yeah, we believe that too. Well, you could spend a whole hour talking to a Latter-day Saint, and we have people who come back to us saying, I thought you thought you said that they were not the same as we are. Uh, Well, uh, did you ask them the question, and this is the most important question you can ask a Latter-day Saint, what did you mean when you said whatever, what the term was? And, and then you have to know a little bit. It's important for you to study. So in this book, I do have a little bit of Mormonism there because I think it's important for you to understand where the Mormon is coming from and what he's taught. Not necessarily what he believes because some Latter-day Saints 
don't believe what the church has taught them. And so you never tell a Latter-day Saint what he or she believes. You just ask them, well, what do you believe about salvation by grace? Well, according to Mormonism, it's God's enabling power. And a Latter-day Saint should usually know that. And he'll say, yeah, that, you know, it is God's enabling power. Enabling power to do what? Enabling power to keep the commandments. Well, that's not what grace is in the Bible. The Bible teaches in Ephesians 2, 8, 9, we're saved by grace through faith. It's not of ourselves. It's the gift of God, not by works, lest any man should boast. So this is a gift. It's something you're given. It's not some power to keep God's commandments. And that's why I separated out the difference between justification and sanctification. So these are it's important for us as Christians to know what the terms mean, but we also need to know what the Latter-day Saint is meaning and thinking, and that is how you're going to be able to effectively communicate. And I think, that, and I think it, again, you use terms that caught my attention. You call them like-minded terms that mm -hmm. they use, and, and I, I never knew that. I mean, yeah. and so... And then another thing I never knew, you can see I don't know much, right? The question was to me is, they don't like to be called Mormons. Now, why is that? Well, and that's a good question. In fact, the name of my book is called Introducing Christianity to Mormons. Now, that's going to be offensive in some ways, but I'm not marketing to the true blue Mormon. I'm, I'm marketing to a Christian who will witness. But I hope, also hope this is a book that could be handed to a Latter-day Saint. And they're going to say, well, that's offensive to me because we're Christians, too. Latter-day Saints like to be known as that. But I, I mean, I'm talking about evangelical biblical Christianity. I'm not talking about Catholicism. I'm not talking about Jehovah's Witnesses, Eastern Orthodoxy. There are a lot of people who call themselves Christians. It's very obvious in the introduction what I'm talking about, Bible-believing Christians. To Mormons, well, uh, in 2018, the president of the church, the very top leader, he's in his late 90s. His, his name is Russell M. Nelson, 17th president. He believes God speaks to him, and especially at night. He wakes up, and God gives him these so-called, well, almost like revelations. And he said that Jesus is offended when we use the term Mormon, which is fascinating because what was the name of their choir for all these years? Mormons always were using that term, but he said no longer. So they actually had the website, mormon.org and lds.org. They took those away. You can still get forwarded if you use that, which is what I do, lds.org, because now their church's name is called the Church of Jesus Christ.org. I'm sorry, I cannot call this church the Church of Jesus Christ. And as far as uh, the title of the book, what was I supposed to call the book? Introducing biblical or evangelical Christianity to members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That's way too long. The publisher would have just said, you're crazy. I'm not, we're not going to use that. I could do it in four words, what they would have wanted me to do in 12. And, uh, and so if I, I'm not intending to offend anyone using the term Mormon since 2018, Latter-day Saints are not supposed to use that term themselves. And they asked the media not to. I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm just trying to be succinct and to the point. Yeah, and you you really and you really are not an offensive guy. You just don't come off like that. And I think that's huge. I think God has gifted you that way. Praise the Lord for that. Thank you. Okay, in this segment we got 5 minutes left and something in we we when we were off the air for a second, um we spoke about something that I again <laughs> I didn't know. Let me make sure I'm saying this right, because I, I don't I don't want to. Well, yeah, I'm going to probably drop you to four minutes before we end up. But you're saying that these the Latter-day Saints, Mormons, they're leaving the church 
but they're not leaving the church to come to Christianity. They're leaving the church. Yeah, I just go on that. They're leaving their church to what? Where are they going? Yeah, and this is a book that I talked about in the uh, in my book called The Next Mormons by Jana Reese. She's a Mormon blogger. It's published by Oxford. Uh, she did a number of uh, surveys that were very professionally done. And she wanted to know why people were leaving. Well, they were leaving not because of doctrine and theology, as they were doing more so earlier in the past decade. Uh, more so, they're leaving because of personal reasons. Feminists, for instance, in the church, uh, many people do not like the fact they cannot pray to Mother God because there is a Mother God in Mormonism. Actually, Mother Gods, because polygamy is in heaven. They also... Um, there are some other things that, uh, well, I, I think the LGBTQ thing has really exploded in their face. They have a terrible time with that. Many of their members think it's okay, uh, homosexuality. And so they're fighting that kind of struggle. And so th they wanted to know, okay, what happens when people do leave? For whatever the reason, They she came out with this stat. It was mind-boggling. 45% of everybody who leaves this church end up going to atheism, agnosticism, or nothing at all. And I can verify that because I, I work at a Christian bookstore. It's it's a, um, run by Sandra Tanner, uh, Utah Lighthouse Ministry, a great um, organization that's been around since the 1960s. She and her husband, Gerald, founded that. And, and every Saturday I volunteer there, uh, it seems like there's always an atheist or agnostic who has left the church and uh, and so it's really sad because there's no hope whatsoever. And another 21%, Pastor Dominic, they go to they claim to be just Christian. They haven't gone to a Christian church. It's just that they're moral. They don't murder. They don't commit adultery. And then there, that means there's only one third of people who leave are going to any kind of religion: Catholicism, Eastern Orthodoxy, even Buddhism. Of the total, the largest number was Christianity of that third. And for the total, 10%. So what that means is that when somebody leaves, there's only a 10% chance they would become an evangelical Christian. And I don't think that's good enough. I think that's terrible. I think we as Christians need to do a better job of the safety net. And when we have Mormon friends or neighbors, people at work or our relatives who leave the church, it's great they left, and I'm glad they have left, but we need to give them the gospel. We need to show them what Christianity is and not allow them to have straw man arguments and deny Christianity when they don't even really understand the basics of what the faith is. That's why I wrote this book. Yeah, we got a we got a minute left on this segment. So I'm going to I want to say something and then I'll wrap up. But Eric, you you got to come back. You can't leave me. You can't you can't leave me hanging like this, man. Uh, Eric is a guy that you can talk to all day. He's just that. And, and that I think that goes good with your with your witnessing tactics. The thing about this book, before before I close, I want to say this uh, to the audience. The thing about this book is it's not, yes, it's Eric and Bill, I'm sure, that uh, with their techniques, but this is a learning tool. This is a book that you can read, and I believe you can be able to interact with Mormons, I, uh, LDS, whatever. But what I'm saying is I think you wrote this book with, with the intent of others can turn around and say, well, you know, I don't have to quote Eric, but I can learn for myself, just a glossary. So you can see how I get, I think what Eric does is profound. He's telling you, yes, what he does, what Bill does, what their plight is. But I think you're equipping others to do the same. So I commend you on that. Um, with that, this is Street Talk Theology. 
where we take theology and bring it to the streets. Eric Johnson is my guest, and he's promised to come back. So um, uh, praise the Lord, and may the Lord bless and keep you and shine his light upon you. Thanks, Eric. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. You can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org.